0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069
1: FM, 1390 AM.
0: The Fan. Hey, what's going on? Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Ajay Salvison with you. Monday on the Full Court Press. Mondays are always fun here because we get to recap a lot of the things that happened over the weekend. And we've got some really fun things to recap. Uh, We got the Utah State football win, Utah State basketball win, Skyview football win, West side football win, Utah Jazz, should have been a win. But uh, anyway, a lot of different things we want to get through. We've got uh, comments from Coach Anderson. About uh, reactions to what happened over the weekend for their win over Wyoming. Uh, Coach Craig Smith getting ready for a matchup tonight in the spectrum. Look, Utah State moved up in the rankings. You have a chance to go see the number 15 team in America play in the spectrum tonight. (laughs) Blows my mind. The number 15 team in America. We might have to repeat that a few more times. Yeah. So, if that place isn't sold out, filled up, and rocking tonight, then something's really wrong. I hope you can go. Because this is your last chance to see this team at home.
1: till December For like 7th. a couple of weeks. Yeah, December 7th is the next time you'll see them at home. Well, yeah, December 7th you'll be against Fresno State. But in their next eight games... They don't play a Division I opponent at home. I say they play one Division I opponent at home in the next eight games. Everything else is like St. Catherine, uh, Eastern Oregon. And and you're going to piss and moan about that, fans, because that's how you Aggie fans are. You're you're complaining about something about the game, right? I mean, well, I'm not going to go because they're playing UTSA. I'm not going to go because they're playing Jambalaya Shrimp.
0: Uh, I'm not going to go because they're winning by too much
1: Yeah, I let me make this this is not as much about the opponent as it is about the Aggies just being a good basketball team now I understand you want to see North Texas come here or LSU come here or St. Mary's come here or BYU come here the coaching staff did the best possible job they could based on what they were being given and when I say being what they were given they were given a lot of no's from a lot of teams who didn't want to come here for obvious reasons because the Spectrum is one of the top 10 places in the country, uh, or excuse me, top 10 toughest places to play in the country. Um, so, your job is to come out and support this team no matter what. And you should. You have no reason not to. Um, this is just a, it's a flat out incredibly good basketball team. This 0 4 UTSA team, you'll hear from Coach Smith later in the uh, second hour, I believe. Uh, he is very, very aware of UTSA. They are 0-4 on the season. They have, not, um, they have lost every game by double digits. But he is very well aware of how good this team is. And he'll explain why uh, this team is so good. He'll explain what they're about and what issues they could give Utah State if Utah State isn't careful in a couple of categories, which he'll bring up. You'll see on in the second hour.
0: Well, and even Friday night's game wasn't a gimme. I mean, it wasn't no. until late in the second half that they really started. Well, like the like second part of the second half. Well, I mean, when you're like driving
1: away. from like left around the baseline, and you're throwing a, a no look pass over your shoulder to Kim Bayou of the other team, and they're getting an open layup on the other side. Then it's it's yeah, you can't turn over the ball 15 times and expect to be okay. I mean, against an opponent like that, sure, but against like LSU. Against St. Mary's and especially against BYU, they'll make you pay, make you pay dearly for it.
0: Well, it was—I think it was good to go up against a team like North Carolina A&T. The way that they kept switching up their defenses, uh, and so uh, it's good to keep Utah State on their toes, learn how to attack different styles. Um, but I mean, ultimately they still win by what—twenty-nine points, twenty-five points, whatever. Um, but. Still, we've seen this now multiple occasions through this young basketball season where a ranked team overlooks its opponent and gets embarrassed and slips up. Now, future opponents for Utah State that we were all getting excited about, Florida, LSU, St. Mary's, all of them have lost in similar kind of games, and they've dropped out of the top 25. The top 25 were released today for college basketball, Utah State moved up to 15, but those three teams I just mentioned, they're all out. So, <laughs> y- yeah, you can't overlook any opponent. Can't hey, take they still off.
1: count as Quality 1 wins, though, wouldn't they? Or Quadrant 1 wins, sorry? I
0: would imagine they still would, yes. Because by the nature of who they play and the seasons that they'll, be, they'll have, unless they just totally fall apart, I would still suspect that those could still be considered Q1 wins was Q1 okay, games I'll my just question say is games. how do you
1: get that so wrong with Florida how are you that wrong they had them sixth in the country Eric and they lost and and by the way they nearly lost to Townsend they were up by two with like a minute 30 left and Townsend had a, two great looks at it one to layup and one to 18 foot jumper and missed both if they hit those it's a tight ball game with about a minute left and Florida wins 66-60 over Townsend. Over Townsend. They lost to Connecticut yesterday. Again, that team was ranked 6th in, in the country. That's uh, that's just amazing how far off that was. And St. Mary's isn't as good as everybody thought either.
0: Uh, Yeah, LSU, St. Mary's, and Florida have all dropped out of the top 25. Uh, Utah State moved up two spots in the AP to number 15. They moved up three spots in the coaches to number 16. Uh, Let's see, a couple other Mountain West schools are getting votes. San Diego State and New Mexico each receiving two votes in the AP. And San Diego State is receiving three votes. And the coaches, no love yet for the Lobos. But this is the start, this week is the start of a very important stretch for USU. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, some are saying, <laughs> they, I've seen some people put out their old NCAA Division One power polls or whatever. It's not necessarily your rankings, it's different from the coaches or the, the media polls. They want to look at, oh, who have you really played? How strong is your program, really? Yeah, And no. they still have Utah State sitting outside because they haven't really Which is true. been tested outside of Montana State. Now, UTSA's
1: State. picked to finish second in their conference. But again, I think we look... It, a lot of people are looking at the opponent instead of looking at, hey, look, this Aggie team is just that good. And when Keta does get back... This team's going to be even better. This team's going to be so loaded with depth, it's not even funny. Um, minutes are going to be sparse for some guys now, if if not more so than they were before. But uh, again, I mean, they're looking at the opponents and say, oh, this opponent sucked. No, they didn't. It's just that Utah State was that good. By the way, did you see freaking Harold Frey from like, I don't know, 60 something feet? Oh, yeah, game winner. And, and what's interesting is we were talking Montana State? During Coach Smith's uh, presser yesterday, Sam Merrill walked in. And after, you know, Sam's like, you know what was interesting is what really set Frey free was his guy that was supposed to guard him was celebrating his layup. You watch it, and I so went back and watched it, and sure enough, he's kind of doing some kind of a dance. Frey just kind of sneaks in between them and then gets some room and gets about half court and lets it fly and hits it. Like, you can't – that guy is something else. I don't feel so bad about giving up 34 points to him anymore. Like, I'm (laughs) thinking, hey, it's okay. He's going to be doing it to a lot of teams now. Yeah, he is, Eric. He is – Something special, and uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the Aggies here in the second hour, but again, um, this UTSA team, I was talking to their play-by-play guy today, uh, and he said it is like Steph Curry, like, well, I guess Golden State 2016 Warriors, just in college mode, and college kids will let it fly from anywhere, and that's what, they have two guys in particular who can light the scoreboard up at any single moment, and if they're both doing it, they're hard to beat. Uh, I think last week, uh, yeah, so, like, because they they haven't played, and by the way, they haven't played in eight days. They have not had a game in eight days. They've been resting and waiting. Whoa, really? Meanwhile, Utah State's, like, I mean, they played two days ago, feels like three days ago, and they're back at it again, and then they head to Jamaica tomorrow, um, before they get ready for LSU North Texas, but... These guys have had some time off, but last week, uh, their two top scorers combined for 72 points in a game. Like They're just incredible. They're great shooters. They do a lot of good things. They bring a lot of pressure to you defensively. Coach Smith will get into that all. He's the expert. Um, And you'll hear from him in its its entirety in the the second hour. Hey, uh, speaking of domination and flat-out annihilation. West Side Skyview, congratulations! Moving on, Skyview to the state championship gets to face, of course, this is what I love. Number one versus number two, Skyview and Park City, undefeated versus the team that has one loss. This is what just it's how all the RPI about. drew it up. Yep, and two teams that have been offensively just loaded up. And I mean, the last seven games, like what Skyview is doing right now in the playoffs is, and, and again, I know I criticized him so harshly. And Skyview fans, Eric, they have not forgiven me. They won't forgive me. I've apologized multiple times. <laughs> I've 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 confessed my sin, and they still will not forgive me. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Okay, I'm an, an a, I'm an analyst who who came out and said, "Hey, you know what? Skyview's in trouble because they lost Mason Falter." And who could have doubted me? You lost your best player. Well, then Carlson comes in and and picks up right where they left off. And again, last I mean, they what what was the final score? F- 48-21.
0: 49-21.
1: 49, 21. 49 to, And by Pineview, loses to Park City. Final score, 48-21. Eric? Crazy. The,
0: the difference between those two scores is that Park City was, is, was mostly in control for the, for the whole game. Mm-hmm. The Skyview-Dixie game was tied. It was anybody's game at halftime. Mm-hmm. And Skyview's second half adjustments were incredible. And Mason Falslove played a very large role in that. Did he play quarterback or did Carlson play? I mean, what they did he They just it? got the gu- ball in Falslove's hand and let him go. Let him work. go to work. It's, it's, it's the best game plan you could possibly put together. But what they did offensively and defensively in that second half is phenomenal. Yeah. To, to a team like Dixie, by the way. he's pretty arguing. And for Dixie. Yeah, they had been a high-scoring team going into that.
1: And for Dixie, this is the second year in a row he lost to a Region Eleven football team before the championship. Uh, he lost to Mountain Crest last year when you shouldn't have at home, and then he lost to Skyview this year when you felt like you reloaded and you were just fine. Uh, Skyview's just that good. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Skyview is an incredible football team, and um, the over-under for total points on Friday could be massive between these two teams. And wait, by the way, what was your final prediction of this game? It was close to what the final score was, wasn't it? Do you have it?
0: Oh, it's written down on another sheet of paper. I don't have it here in the studio. I want to
1: say it was like 40. You said 40-something to like, it was either a 31 or 20-something. Yeah, I think it was like 48, 31. You were really close because I said like 23, Yeah, you said it would be a defensive battle. And neither defense. They said to take the night off. But um, Well, it just took the Skyview defense a little bit I'll of time. i pair have to get through together, yeah. Right. Uh, that's impressive, though. And again, Park City undefeated. They're rolling, too. It's going to be a really,
0: really f- I might have to go make a trip down there before I come back for our show. So that game, the championship game, it's Friday at 11 a.m. So get some time off work, go play hooky, call in sick, have the ad write a letter for you for your uh, boss. <laughs> uh, go down to the University of Utah. So it is confirmed; it will be at the U. Good. It'll be Friday at 11 a.m. Good. If you can't make it, Hurricane John Newbold is. And so we'll have the full play-by-play coverage right here on the fan. So that'll be fun. We'll happily yield time in the middle of the day for the Bobcats. And then on f- at four o'clock, we'll recap the game for you. And
1: we and um, yeah,
0: it'll all be said and done when we come on the air. We'll try the, and get right John right Nuble
1: on the air, and we'll get a recap from him. Win, lose, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll we'll be here for you. John Newbold will get on, and we'll have him on and. We'll, will you know, he'll be there and he'll give us a great recap of, uh, of the game itself and his opinions and thoughts and on an incredible, you know, in and, and either way, you look at it for Skyview, what a great season. I know it's hard to say that if you were to lose. Uh, I'm not saying they're gonna lose. I'm just saying, I mean, either way, what an incredible run for this Skyview Bobcats team who just regardless of the result, new coach and they just continue to find ways to continue to dominate. Just impressive stuff on their end and, uh, yeah, I. Go get them. I go beat Park City. I'd love to see
0: it. So something that's been fun all year. We've we've been able to give away more bread than than just the regular season. Yeah. Because Skyview keeps winning, so we keep giving away more bread. Old Grist Mill, they sponsor the what what is it called? Uh the
1: bread and butter play of the week. All right. The Here's... old Grist Mill play and this is where you get not one, not two, not three, but four loaves of bread from our dear friends at Old Griss Mill if you can do as we ask you to do it. you know the drill everybody we will have your uh uh your bread and butter you're giving me that look stop it i'm not going to screw not, it up i'm, I'm not going to screw I'm, it up make you're sure giving you me it. that look and i'm and i'm trying not to screw it up eric all right cuz i don't want to be going viral again and Luckily I deleted that that sound and so you can never I'm find I'm like it. I can't
0: find it. I can't find the uh, bura burra.
1: Yeah, it's uh I I deleted it and so you can't find it anymore. I uh, I took it out of the system like was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was Wednesday cuz you weren't here. And so I asked my IT IT guy um Where, you know, like, hey, I need to delete this. And he was like, oh, yeah, maybe. So, thank goodness to him. And I'm grateful for Kevin, our IT guy, for helping me out and deleting that audio so we don't have to listen. I think it was like, I don't know. Put like 150,000 times. Fetchers. Thank goodness. what in the world was
0: that <laughs> that was you trying to do the bread and butter play of the game wasn't it Okay, sorry. Awkward silence here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. If you can correctly identify what the old grist mill bread and butter play of the game was for the Skyview Bobcats in their semifinal victory over Dixie that happened on Friday night. We'll get you four loaves of bread to the Old Grist Mill. Here's the number, 435-752-1069. 752-1069. If you can correctly identify what was the Old Grist Mill bread and butter play of the game as identified by Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis on Friday... And uh, if you can get it right, hey! Don't forget our brother,
1: brother. No,
0: <laughs> there it is, Kevin.
1: Kevin, hey! Don't forget our brother, brother. I hate you guys. I, you guys, you know, Kevin. You had one job. How do you not? Where is that little freaking fetcher, moldy corn dog, mustard? Okay. Uh, we get we go to break. I'm gonna go find him. He told me he deleted that audio. Oh great, and someone already called in. That's wonderful. That's so nice of them. It sucks. Alright, well, bread and butter play of the game. In fact, we actually just had a caller and he might have got it. He or she, sorry. Might have just got it. So, uh, again, you get uh, four uh, bread loaves, two from Old Grist Mill. So we're happy for you guys. It's in the hole! Does that mean we won?
0: We got a winner? BJ. BJ Butters. Butters, no way! Got it in the hole. Dude, BJ I love Butters, this guy correctly identified. BJ, my
1: man.
0: The uh, old Grishamell bread and butter play of the game. Oh, dude, no! It couldn't happen to a better person. Uh, an early play, but this was in the first quarter. It was a trick play. Third and three, Carlson pitches the ball to Mason Falslev on a reverse, and then Falslev throws a forty-seven-yard bomb to Scout Morris, who gets down to the Dixie five-yard line. And then uh, Skyview ties it up at 7. I'll
1: tell you what, John Nuble, if you can give me one bread and butter play that doesn't include Mason Falsliff, I'll buy you four loaves of bread from old Griss Mill.
0: There's been a number of them that have either involved Mason Falsliff or Scout Morris. Yeah,
1: come on, man.
0: We you can find one that doesn't involve those two guys, that's a challenge. But, hey, it's a big play, made a big difference, and it's the same guys keep doing it, keep recognizing them. So, anyway, congratulations to BJ Butters. He gets four loaves of bread from the old grist mill. The bread and butter
1: play. Okay, by the way, that fetcher, that moldy corn dog Kevin, told me he deleted the audio. I'm still. So it's in, in the hole! Well, yes, Bill.
0: Thank you. It is in the hole. Uh, sorry, coming up on the other side, we'll update you on the well how that game played out, what it means for Skyview, what happens on the other side, what, uh, the team that they're going to be facing. We're not going to get into too much detail. We'll do that a little bit later on this week between the matchups between Skyview and, and Park City for the championship but also update you on what happened with the Westside Pirates as well. So all that's coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. Bully. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Aj Salveson, Full Court Press, rolling on on 106.9 FM, 1390 hey, I'm just, AM. I'm just seeing this tweet come out from a guy named Chad.
1: Chad says, USU basketball is currently ranked number 15th in the nation and is getting it done with local kids. BYU basketball hasn't been ranked in the AP Top 25 for nine years. The Utes basketball hasn't been ranked in the Top 25 for four years. And guess what he does then after that? He tags all the Salt Lake radio stations. How about you tag the local ones, Chad? Tag us, man. Dude, we're talking Aggies. We're Aggie fans. We talk Aggies all the time. I mean, we are supporters of the
0: Utah State Aggies, dude. Come on. Chad just doesn't, he hasn't been enlightened. Chad. Did you reply
1: to Chad? Tell him what's up? You you know know? what? Maybe I will. And then I'll say... uh, Go check
0: out all of our podcast content.
1: I should. I really should.
0: Here's a way to get caught up on all the Aggie news that you may have missed Let's right here it. and every night at 4 o'clock. Because uh. on The Fan, 106.9thefan.com, that's where you can listen live. You yes. can listen to past episodes. Yes. Press conferences. Spicy. And We're doing what we can to get a lot of content out there for Aggie fans. Between football and basketball, as they overlap right now, there's a ton of stuff out there. So, and more coming. Stay tuned for that. But for Utah State uh, football and Utah State basketball, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more next hour. Just heads up.
1: Yeah, there's plenty to talk about there, but we want to make sure that every... We've been told by uh, by a few listeners, actually a lot, hey, I don't get into my car until about 5 o'clock. I love listening to your show, but I want to listen to all the Aggie stuff. And I said, well, you can find it on a podcast. They said, well, I'd, li- I'd like to listen live, which... Great, by all means. So we're actually going to stay there for the 5 o'clock hour. Everyone will be able to listen, and if you missed anything, don't worry. Again, you can go to our podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, type in the Full Court Press, and you can hear all our episodes in the past, including today's. It's great. It's really, really awesome. And so, um, yeah. Right,
0: because on today's stuff. show, you'll hear stuff like this.
1: Hey, don't forget our brother, brother. Dude, okay. Yeah, I need. A, I, I didn't even go out there and look for Kevin. That guy told me he
0: deleted that audio. Oh, it's still there. It's not gone. Thank you, Kevin. No, nobody. Thank wants you, Kevin, to, for no, not doing dude, your job. I'm getting You've messages. done all of us a service. I'm
1: getting messages from people who don't want to hear it anymore.
0: Uh, that's not. I don't think so. I think you're misconstruing. What,
1: no, they, they, what they're they, asking. For. I mean, look, they are saying, please do not look. One guy here, um, Aj. I feel bad for you. I wish they wouldn't make fun of you. Because you do a great job. You just made that up.
0: You're not even looking at your phone.
1: Okay, fine. He said, I wanted to leave a voicemail and say, burda, burda, burda. Are you happy? (laughs) It's people like this guy who's texting me and like you who put me down every day. I go home cranky.
0: (laughs) Don't go home cranky. You've got Reggie to help you through those moments. Okay, you leave Reggie that heck out of this. (laughs) Hey, uh, we talked about Skyview. They had a big win on Friday. Skyview. Park City defeated Pineview on Thursday. Boom. Scores were nearly identical. Skyview had one more point at more advantage over over Dixie. But so it'll be Park City versus Skyview, the number one overall seed against the number two overall seed. They've been one and two in the RPI rankings for a long time. I think close to since the first week that they came out. Um Park City, good offense, good defense. Skyview, similarly. Skyview's defense took a little bit more time to get rolling against Dixie. Um, but that's going to be a great showdown uh, for the state championship coming up on Friday morning down at the University of Utah. Another local team involved in the championships. This is in Idaho in the two-way classification, and it's west side. They took care of Melba, 43-22, to on a Saturday afternoon. And so, uh, they beat, excuse me, they beat them 40-8. to 40-8. to eight. And that's what Westside has done. Great offense, really, really good defense, and they're facing kind of a mirror of themselves when they play McCall Donnelly for the championship. That'll be at Eagle High School, so it's going to be up in the Boise area. That'll be on, on Saturday. That'll be at 1 o'clock. But um, McCall Donnelly... Just an idea. They have been scoring, gosh, tons of points. They have only scored... They've only had one game, and that was just this last one, where they scored uh, 23 points in their win over North Fremont. Everything else has been 40 points or more. They've had three games in the 60s. They've had one game in the 50s, and they've had like four or five in the forties. And then on the other side, they've shut out one, two, three, four, five teams and three teams, three other teams have only been able to score seven points or less. So McCall Donnelly, good offense, good defense West side, similarly good offense and a good defense. So this is going to be a great showdown for the state championship in the two way classification in Idaho. And again, that'll be Saturday it's in the Boise area at Eagle High School. So folks on the northern end, northern end of Cache Valley make a trip to Boise. A lot of folks from Boise will be making a trip to Logan. Yeah. If you pass each other along the way. Give each other the number one salute. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, the local team does well against the Boise schools. Uh, well, the games involve Boise somewhere. Wow,
1: you really had to recover quickly from that one,
0: didn't you? Yeah, because where is McCall Donnelly actually located? Aren't they,
1: aren't they yeah. located near Boise? No, R.R. Donnelly is just down the road here. <sighs> no. It is. It's just, it's just down the road. R.R. Donnelly. It's a great place. Hey, I was looking at the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame 2020 ballot that's been released, Eric, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay, um, the people that I'm about to read out, um, actually, you know, I'll read out first-time people, okay? Bobby Abreu, Heath Bell, Eric Chavez, Adam Dunn, Chone Figgins, uh, Rafael Fercal, Jason Giambi. That could be an interesting, ro- interesting one. Raul Ibanez, Derek Jeter. Knowing how he makes it, Paul Canerco, Cliff Lee, Carlos Pena, Brad Penny, J.J. Putz, Or Putts. That, that sucked to have that name. Uh, Brian Roberts, Alfonso Soriano, Jose Valverde. Uh, and that is it. The returners on the ballot, Eric, are as follows: Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Adam. I'm uh, Excuse me. Uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, uh, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, Larry Walker, Billy rag Billy Wagner, Omar Vizquel, Gary Sheffield, Kurt Sch- uh, Schilling, and Scott Rowland are all returners on this ballot. Depending on how many they take. Barry Bonds makes this list. I don't think there's enough in the first first timers that will make it. Derek Jeter will make it, obviously. Um, Jason Giambi, I don't think will make it his first time in. Rafael Call will not make it his first time in. Eric Chavez will not make it his first time in Josh Beckett might. Bobby Abreu won't. So, I mean, I'm looking at two guys. So your returner list, Eric, if I had to give you, let's give you three guys from the following that will return out of this list. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, um, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, Omar Fiskel, Billy Wagner, and Larry Walker. Does Barry Bonds make it yes or no?
0: He's getting close. He is getting close,
1: and as is Roger Clemens. By the way, Kurt Schilling's the furthest from them all. Oh, and Sammy Sosa. By the way, is a returner on the list. But Sammy Sosa already might have done himself in.
0: I maybe not in a popular opinion, but why do you keep them out? That's ex- thank you. Why aren't? Why don't you get
1: thank them in? Thank you. They saved baseball, man. Thank you. And is Mark McGuire not in the ballot anymore? I don't think so. So you're telling me two guys who saved the game of baseball in 1998 when this thing was dying, bat me and Sosa and McGuire, and then Bonds came in and just, I mean, took it to took a whole up new level. Oh, yeah. Ten notches, right? They can't get rewarded for that? Roger Clemens was one of the greatest pitchers ever.
0: But look at Bonds beyond what he did at the tail end of his career. Yeah. Look at his whole body of work. Yeah. You can't ignore his whole body of work. Even if you have suspicions of what happened near the end of his career, doesn't matter. Look at his whole body of work. He was an outstanding player. Same with Roger Clemens. You know, I.
1: Uh, yeah, and Roger Clemens is another one. You know what one of the greatest robberies in sports history is? is? Is is Dale Murphy not making the Hall of Fame? Now, he can as a veteran, or as a senior, I think that's what they call it, that senior list, there's a chance he can make it as that. But uh, Larry Walker's a tough one. right? I think Larry might even have a chance to be in there. I don't understand... Like okay, Curt Schilling pitched in a game seven to win a World Series. Turn around and pitch with a bloody sock in game
0: seven to win to take his team to a World Series. The only reason he's not in because they don't like his personality. I'm sorry. When the- you look at his body of work, yeah, and look what he did on the mound, yeah, he deserves to be in. He has odd politics. He's a big mouth. Maybe he says some and does some things. Uh, Post Major League Baseball, that you don't agree with. But when he was a Major League Baseball player, when he was a pitcher on the mound, he was, re- he's Hall of Fame worthy. That's what really bothers me about baseball. Yeah. I'm with you. Is that the writers get a lot of funny things in their heads and then they just punish guys.
1: Jason Giambi, yes or no?
0: I'd say not yet. Uh, I agree. I'm, I, I, I'd say I'm not yet. A decent player, but. Does his whole career mean he's Hall of Fame worthy? I don't know. Cliff Lee, yes or no on the
1: first ballot. As a first timer. Uh, I'd probably say no. Me too. Yeah, we're on on the same page. Um, Alfonso Soriano, I'd say no. Like, you're looking at guys who had an impact in baseball, but not a lasting impact in baseball. Cliff Lee, Larry Walker, Alfonso Soriano. Um, but then you look at guys that, like, I mean, Curt Schilling, Barry Bonds, McGuire, Soso, who I've already said changed the game. Derek Jeter had a lasting impact on baseball. He changed the shortstop position. Yes, he's in. No question. But if, I mean, I, and I know that Bonds and Clemens were on the verge, like, they're, I mean, they're knocking on the door right now, standing on the porch. To get in. I imagine they make it this year. That's my guess. And it's about dang time. It really is. It's about dang time. Those guys. and Dude. How did McGuire not make that? Oh. I feel bad. I mean I get it. You guys think he cheated and all this. and <laughs> Ask how many guys were doing drugs or whatever and made the Hall of Fame. I mean. Well I mean.
0: Mark McGuire was just doing stuff over the counter that wasn't at the time illegal. Yeah. Just, hey, all right. Yep. This just helps me recover. It's not a banned substance by Major League Baseball. It's good. Okay. I'm sure. Until you tell me I can't, why can't I? It's a good point. I
1: just, yeah. I just think a guy like that needs to be on there. Um, in fact, I was, uh, there's this article in, in, and in one of them, it says, uh, so did you know that Walker, Schilling, Bonds, Clemens, Kent, and Sosa, the six current candidates had their 10 years unilaterally reduced mid candidacy by the hall? Is that so? Okay, so to be elected, candidates must receive 75% of the ballots cast. And in this case, they don't round up 74.9%. So that wouldn't cut it, right? Uh, candidates who don't receive at least 5% fall off the ballot and can then only be considered for election by today's game committee in an entirely separate process, but not until what would. Have been a their ten year run of eligibility expires. That sucks.
0: What's the threshold Holy, you have to reach? What seventy five? Seventy five. So,
1: and by the way, it has to be seventy five. It cannot be seventy four point nine. Oh, it's round up. It has to be seventy five.
0: Is the cut. So Kurt Schilling has been inching closer. Where Clemens is he at? and Bonds. So last year, uh, he got sixty point nine percent. Roger Clemens fifty nine point five. Barry Bonds fifty nine point one. Dude, they have to jump up and a lot. And all of those were increases from where they were before. Now, 57%, 56% for some of those guys the year previous. So,
1: Was McGuire on that list, did you say?
0: Uh, I did not mention him. Dude, if he...
1: <laughs> if Bonds makes it and Schilling makes it or Clemens makes it, McGuire and Sosa should be in there in a heartbeat. You can't, you can't let that go. That is hypocrisy at its best. It's what? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy? Yeah. It's where you say something and do something else.
0: Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, and there's a lot of hypocrisy. It's going to
0: follow if they don't do that. So ballots have to be mailed in by the end of the year, correct? Yes. Here's my other question
1: for you. Mariano Rivera is the only one, or uh, yeah, the only one to ever be unanimously elected into the Hall of Fame. Does Derek
0: Jeter become number two? Uh, What's funny is my whole beef with the Baseball Writers of America. It's ridiculous that the first time that ever happened was just recently. Sure. So there's going to be some nut job out there that. No, you need to be on the ballot at least X number of times before I vote for you. There are guys out there that are like that. There's some traditionalists that are so messed up. Derek Jeter should be a unanimous selection. Again, look at his body of work. Look at how many World Series he went to. Look how many he won. Dude, yeah. Look at all the awards that he has on his his mantle.
1: But I mean, to you and I, it's a no-brainer. You're totally right. I love what you're saying here, Eric. I mean, four voters left Ty Cobb off their ballots in 1936. Eleven did the same thing to Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner, man. Ted Williams was 93.4% in 66. Willie Mays, 94%. Hank Aaron was 97. Greg Maddox was 97. Ken Griffey
0: Jr. Probably because one rider, a couple riders, didn't like some stance that he had or something that he said. They happen to go to one game where it didn't look that great. Then they're going to base everything off of that one game.
1: Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't even unanimous. That mind, I mean, dude, who would ever say, "Yeah, you know what, Babe Ruth, you're not good enough for your number one"? Oh my gosh, if I ever found that person,
0: okay. But I get Griffey not being unanimous because he.
1: Oh, you got to be kidding me! Don't. Okay, sorry. Deserve- he go ahead. definitely
0: deserved to be there, and he definitely deserved to receive a lot of votes. But I could see some guys saying he didn't go to World Series and win one. So...
1: Why does that go on him? It shouldn't. I'm sorry you can't have nine Griffey Juniors go to the plate and bat and nine Griffey Juniors in the field. That would be great, wouldn't it? It's not Ken Griffey's fault that he never went to a World Series. No, but I, I
0: agree. But I, I'm... You're, you're, from what baseball writers have proven over time... Yeah, that's what they that's hang what, on the list. Yes.
1: You know, and, and I guess when I look at it, maybe even his final tenure, a couple years in Cincinnati... I guess I don't know if I'd hang that. I mean, Michael Jordan had a few crappy years in, in Washington. Brett Favre was horrible in, in New York Jets uniform, you know. So I guess I could understand that. But, I mean, dude, when I look at this, like, Ty Cobb was left off the ballot in 1936. Ty Cobb.
0: The results are going to be announced January 21st. And the induction ceremony will be July 26th.
1: Yeah, I hope Dale Murphy makes that senior ballot. Because if not, I'm going to have a couple of words. I hate the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. They've ruined it.
0: All right, uh, coming up next year in the Full Court Press, Utah Jazz were in action over the weekend. They're 8-4. and four. Last year at this time, they were 6-6. Six and six. How much different is this year's team from last year's team? Which not that different of record. Let's we'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. That's where you can also find podcasts, of past episodes, and press conferences. Utah Jazz played the Memphis Grizzlies the other night. Memphis is a very mediocre team. They were going into that game, what, 4-8? and eight. Um... Or four and seven, I guess, actually. Because then they lost to Denver. But the kind of very mediocre team. Jazz, it was the first game for Mike Connolly returning to Memphis. Emotional moment for him, the way that it started when he made his first basket. It was a classy move by Memphis the way they treated him. It was awesome. Well, yeah, so
1: I didn't see that game. what did you say they did? They let him make his first basket.
0: No, they didn't let him make his first basket, but they cheered for him when he did make a basket. They probably let him make it though. <laughs> But that game uh, was frustrating in a lot of ways. Especially how this second unit for the Jazz just got destroyed. Yeah, dude. When Tony, Rudy came off the bench, yeah. It was hey, big guys out, attack the, the attack rim. room. And that's been like that for so many teams. Like
1: when they see Tony Bradley out there, like Tony so when when Rudy Gobert's out there, it's boxers or briefs. When Tony Bradley's out there, it's pull ups or diapers. <laughs> I mean, it's Huggies. It's, it's. look, man. He's I'm, had a few games where he's held his own okay. No, he hasn't. What, but against you? Could, they miss Ed Davis. Dude, I mean, when, when he went out there, they showed a thing where DeAndre Jordan started laughing. <laughs> DeAndre started laughing, dude, because Tony Bradley was going to come guard him. And you know what they
0: did? They torched him. Well, and besides just that, that second unit lacks some offensive firepower. I mean, Joe Ingles can come out and help a little bit, but they don't have, a I mean, Eric Mugier is kind of streaky. Yeah, dude. He has his moments where he's there and where he's not. Now, Definitely
1: agree Dante with that. Dante
0: Exum might start, we start to see Dante Exum on the court. He was listed as likely or probable that he could have played against Memphis. He never saw the court.
1: Well, let me tell you this. Once but he gets for- on the court, our team is going to suck again. He's going to ruin it for us. He's that bad. And Quinn Snyder's so impatient with him. It's kind of funny. Quinn Snyder nearly loses it with that guy. And then he's going to fake another injury because his feelings got hurt. <laughs> he's going to sit out for the rest of the season, be out for half of next season, come back, and Dennis Lindsay's is going to come and say, you know what? We believe in this guy. When he's healthy, he's one of the best players. It's a recycle bin, dude.
0: Jazz have, or go up against the Grizzlies tonight. It's kind of an odd scheduling thing. Is it one of those home-and-home? Home yeah, back- it's a back-to-back. Uh, well, it's Monday and Wednesday, but you play the same opponent. It's a home-and-home. Home. It's a home-and-home. Home. Uh, it's a... Those are weird. I, I guess it's a good opportunity to kind get of get some, in an early playoff mode. And
1: get some revenge, too, because that loss sucks, man. Hey, so I didn't get to see the play live, and, and to me, I mean, from what I've heard, Sounds like he got fouled. I don't know if I mean you saw it. I mean, did he get fouled? Did he not get fouled? The L, the 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 report says it's a correct call because hand is part of the ball. Thoughts?
0: Well, what we didn't see is a reverse angle. Okay. We see Donovan get the inbounds pass, turn and face the basket. So his back is to the camera. We see the defender reach in and the ball comes flying out. The ref is behind Donovan. So Donovan's back is to the ref. So whatever happens in front of him, wherever the reach-in happens, the ref doesn't have a great look at it, doesn't make a call. Just says it's, uh yeah, just knock the ball loose. Time expires. Game over. So it, that was frustrating. that The ref that had didn't have a clear look at it didn't make the call. But you know what? It shouldn't have even come down to that. That's what's frustrating is that the Jazz had opportunities to put it away and just couldn't.
1: Yeah, again, and that's been the Jazz's biggest issue. Is, I mean, they let Milwaukee into that game, right? When they play Milwaukee, they're up 20-something. Milwaukee comes roaring back, nearly takes that game uh, into uh, overtime. And uh, like you can't let bad teams get confidence throughout the game. Because they're I mean by the third quarter they're gonna say, Hey, we're in this game and we can win it. If you can take him out by the second quarter, they're done. They're out. Bad teams are good teams will fight back, bad teams won't. And you gave this team hope throughout the whole entire game and and, and then you, you, know, you end up paying for it. You left it in the refs' hands when you shouldn't have. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: No, I yeah, I agree. It, it shouldn't have got to that. But here the Jazz are they're eight and four on the year. Yeah. They're four losses. They got I mean, it wasn't competitive in, in the game two against the, the Lakers. Um, but every other game that they've lost, they've been in. They lost at Sacramento. They lost at the Clippers. And they lost at Memphis. They've been in all of those games. But the Jazz last year at this time, about 6-6. Six and six, So what is there much difference between last year's team and this year's team?
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's when you look at the schedule, it's a little bit more balanced. I think last year was just that first half was heavy, hitting hard, right? And they didn't have the depth or the balance to be able to handle that kind of a schedule. This year, the schedule is a little bit more in favor. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's still a little rough, but it's the Jazz have the roster to be able to compete with a tough schedule now. Um, I know they have a five-game road swing, in fact, or like a, have a four-game road swing starting next week, actually. Our shows get shortened a lot next week. Um, because of these uh, Eastern uh, road swing games, uh, but and we'll see what the Jazz are made of. But again, they got to learn to be able to finish games out, and that's—I I didn't think that'd be a problem we'd have, but here we are. You know, and I'm, I'm watching highlights right now, and their their defense was atrocious at times.
0: Uh, a year ago, they were going through the teeth of some of the toughest oh teams gosh, in the dude, NBA. Oh my gosh, it was brutal. It was so bad, and they were they were really struggling in those games. The games that they've lost this season, they've been competitive. They've yeah. been in those games. Sure. Yeah. So, I I feel much better about this team where they are now than fact, where they were a year ago. Eric, do you have the schedule
1: right there next to you with scores. Have they lost a game yet in double digits?
0: No. Holy no. Their, crap. their biggest loss was by 9. Yeah. At the Lakers. Now that game was not that close. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But so they lost by 9 at LA. They lost by 1. At Sacramento. They lost by nine at the Clippers and then they lost by one at the Grizzlies. Hey, how about those LA Lakers?
1: <laughs> and, and and by the way, the Clippers got back Paul George, who's been on a tear himself. I mean, that that thing's starting to rev up a little bit. That Lakers team with LeBron, LeBron just looks so re energized, right? And as does uh as does Anthony Davis. That team was on a tear. Unreal! How good they're going to be. I didn't think they'd be that good in their first year. Eric, the Clips? No, sorry, or the, the Lakers. Lakers. I thought they'd fall off a cliff. I mean, they, dude, no, they
0: look so re-energized, man. Well, it's the longest off season LeBron's had since that for forever. Absolutely true. Uh, Two thousand. There's another big scoring option that he has beside him that really he hasn't had. At least not at that position. He's had other scorers beside him, but. No one quite like that. But the question for the Lakers was, okay, you got some great stars that will start, but you don't have a point guard and you don't have a bench. So far, it hasn't really mattered. Yeah. But you wonder, with as much usage as LeBron's had to do, will that start to catch up with them a little bit? Because Anthony Davis hasn't necessarily played pain-free either. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's having shoulder issues again. Is that, they've kind yeah. of irritated back up? Um, we got to get Mike Conley a technical. Like, he's got to get fired up, man. <laughs> like, if he can get a technical, he'll probably be pissed because he got a technical in the first place. Then he's got to pay off money. And that's the other thing. If he gets his first technical and the NBA finds him, I'm going to be livid. Let the man off the hook. This first technical of his NBA career. He deserves. And some he kind played of a for grace. a team that he probably should have got more grace period. Hey, speaking of fines and such, are you surprised Donovan didn't get a fine for what he said after the game? I don't know if you heard his comments. He was not pleased with the officiating because really, all I saw was your tweets about the game, the ending of it, and I thought, ah, crap, here we go again. And then I saw the clip from Donovan, and Donovan was livid
0: about the officiating. Uh, and he didn't get fined, did he? No, it, I'm kind of.
1: I think that's probably because I Well, that that report said it's right. It was the right call, but man, and I'm watching a highlight right now. I don't think it was the right call. I think it's a foul. But yeah, Donovan came out and he said, you know, he felt like uh, he's like it's this. The third time it's happened, you know, it, it it keeps happening to us, and he wants it to stop.
0: Yeah. Uh... That's frustrating. What, the other thing that's a little bit frustrating is Donovan is getting a little bit of a hero ball mentality. Yes. When it gets tight, he does all on his own. And I when thought he misses, what we got
1: Bogdanovich and Conley to help out with, right?
0: Yeah, because there were some times where Rudy had an advantage in the post, and Donovan's too worried on the outside. But anyway, coming up next hour, we'll get into more Utah State football, God, Utah can't State wait, basketball, man. both big things going on with the weekend and what's coming up. Stay tuned.